Hello, Here can you, you hear us? Hey. Yay. 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 All the way in the back. Hello. Yay. All the way in the front. This is <laughs> both sides. This is a lot of people for just a Q&A. Like, this is more than we've had at some shows, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> why do you make it sad, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> right off the bat. Uh, for anyone who is not aware of who we are, uh, collectively we are called the Flophouse. That is... Dan McCoy. This is... Stuart Wellington. And I am... Elliot Kalen. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't. I, I should have been queued up for that, and I wasn't. <laughs> and I apologize. I mean, there's a thing called the rule of threes. Yeah. Three is one of the easier to grasp numbers. It's the third <laughs> easiest to grasp number. <laughs> so uh, what do we do on this here podcast, Dan? <laughs> no, no, no. You're doing I, it wrong. I apologize to anyone in the back who can't see me. That's just because I'm very small. Not like Stuart, who's a mountain of a man, and but Dan, who is a normal-sized human. But uh, but Elliot's wearing a great Gizmonic Institute shirt. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Answering, <laughs> uh, Everyone here, uh, are you all native Chicagoans or from the surrounding area? Many from out of town. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, we wanted to say thank you to the city itself for being so welcoming to us and giving us such a great reception. It's a great city. Who who would think that? starting from essentially a humble trading shack. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Within 50 years, less, uh. less than 60 years, it would mm -hmm. go on to be a major American metropolis, recover from one of the worst urban fires in so American history. So what's going history, on on Twitter, Stuart? And host the second best of the American World Fair expositions after the 39 wow. World's Fair in New York. <laughs> wow. Please come up to LA hey, after look, the show to argue with him about did the other yeah. one? Did the other one have a murderer, Elliot? <laughs> Technically, yes. There was a bomb that killed two policemen. All right. And all, which one had a robot who could smoke a cigar? Not the 93 Colombian. <laughs> it was the 39 New York World's Fair. Should, uh, we, should we stop gabbing and let the others gab a little? I think so. This is billed as a Q&A. Yeah. We can provide A's and you can provide Q's with one forewarning. And this is something uh, we just like to say at the top of any of our Q&A's. We've been to a lot of Q&As where people kind of go on and on at the mouth uh, and talk <laughs> about things that wow. are just relevant only to them. And so here's a, little, here's a little mind experiment to play. Be a little Albert Einstein for a moment with your question. <laughs> think of your question and then think, if I was someone other than me and I heard someone ask this question, would I care? <laughs> and if the answer is no, then please think of a different question. But if the answer is yes, ask it away for sure. Do you guys have anything else? You said that way sassier than I expected. What do you say? I don't know. It would be okay, guys. Yeah. Just be a little nicer to the lovely audience. That's all I'm saying. I'm just giving them a taste of New York attitude. That's the way it is. Oh, we're talking here, and so forth. Etc. Rizzo the rat. Muppet Sting Manhattan. The most New York thing there is. <laughs> the Muppets take Manhattan. Look, somebody's got to take Manhattan. It's either the Muppets or Jason, and yeah. I know who I want it to be. <laughs> I know whose reign I want to live under. So, guys, what do we do in this here Q&A? <laughs> All right, we, ask, we let the audience ask questions. Let's, let's let that happen. Let's, yeah, uh... there's a microphone set up up front here. If anyone would like to step up and ask a question, if not... We'll just ask each other questions. And it's, we'll it's know a the wireless mic in case you want to, uh, like, you know, prowl the stage area <laughs> yeah. a little bit. <laughs> like some walk and talk. Like a stand-up or you want to run back and forth like Springsteen. Uh, hey, this is for Stuart. Hey, how put do you me on feel, the spot. Yeah, how do you feel about them announcing a Castlevania series for Netflix? 
Uh, wow. Okay. Well, uh, it it depends. I hope it covers like all eras of the Belmont family. I hope they spend a lot of time talking about whips and different whip styles. Uh, I hope. I definitely hope they don't change Alucard's name because it's Dracula backwards. If you couldn't tell, and it's really cool. So if, he, uh, yeah. if he's Dracula backwards, and they keep the music, they have to keep the music. Does oh, yeah. that mean he gives people blood? <laughs> if yeah, he's yeah. backwards, Dracula. Yeah, yeah. He bi- he bites them in the ankle, <laughs> and blood comes out of his teeth. And blood comes out of his teeth. I okay, think that's uh, opposite. Okay. Follow up question: Who is your favorite Belmont? Then uh, Trevor Belmont. Oh, d- oh, dude! Good news! It's going to be Dracula's Cursor basing it off. So. Yay! Thank you. Do you You're work welcome. for Netflix? Is oh, this yeah. <laughs> oh, guys, please check out Netflix. Thank the you. only wo- <laughs> the only word I understood in all of that was Castlevania. <laughs> you didn't even understand the word Trevor, the name of your boss. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Every day you're like the Daily Show with what? <laughs> Some South African guy. I don't know. All right. Wow. Okay. Wow. Come on. Next question, <laughs> please. Hey, uh, I'm a religious guy. Is there a movie that's about religion or theology that you're like, man, I love this movie. Silence just came out. Scorsese. Silence. I can't wait to see that. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see it too. Is there a movie surrounding theology or religion that you guys love or like absolutely love to hate? Hmm. There's the movie Ordet by Carl Dreyer, which is beautiful. Uh, and there's a very similar movie to it that was made years later called Silent Light, I think, that is also gorgeous. But Ordet is a, is a really fantastic movie about that. And, what is it about? Uh, there's a, it's a family in Denmark who's a Danish filmmaker. And there's a, one of the characters believes he is the reincarnated Christ, and the family's having its own problems. Um, and I actually don't want to tell you too much about what happens in it. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. But it's the kind of thing that, uh, there's something that happens in it that even though it is a fictional happening, it, I, while watching it, I was like, oh, there's a, there's a bit of grace in that. You know, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> something. And I'm not even Christian, you know. So. Sure, sure. It's a gorgeous movie. Uh, I would probably say The Exorcist. <laughs> uh, um, or... Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I, love, I, I love how Catholics are always the ones who can, like, you know, if, you, if you've got trouble with the devil, you really want to get a Catholic. That's, like, that's all they do, apparently, is just cast the devil back out into hell. Yeah, that's all they do, Dan. <laughs> uh, the Renaissance? <laughs> the, and, I mean, I think for a, I guess, less theological perspective, but more like the trappings of religion, I really liked A Serious Man, the Coen Brothers movie. Yes, yeah, A Serious Man is a fantastic movie about that. It's like... That says, yeah, that's really great. That that God is constantly testing us, not for, and we're not going to win those tests. And it's just kind of knowing it. And there's a part where the son in it is being bar mitzvahed, and he's using the what, what's it called, a yod or something that you, so you don't touch the Torah parchment, and which like I used when I was bar mitzvahed. I was watching it with a friend of mine who's not Jewish, and I was like, hmm. This is kind of a weird religion if you're not a member of it. <laughs> that he's like reading, th- reading this this ancient language using like a little metal hand. <laughs> so. uh, like the first thing that came to mind, I, I realized after it came to mind, I'm like, this is more a movie about whether there is a god or whether God's like... not dead, starring uh, Kevin Sorbo. No, I was uh, starring. I guess the sweet. <laughs> yeah, no, he's named the bigger star. I mean, God, I guess. But it's... <laughs> like it was the sweet hereafter, which is about like you know death and mm. dealing with death and being the person left behind when someone dies. So it's not really a religious movie. It just it just brings up a lot of sort of religious concerns. But 
I get, was Passion of Joan of Arc, is that also Dreyer? Yeah, that is Dreyer also, yeah. That's a great religious movie, and it's uh, just punishing to watch. It's a very uh, harrowing uh, movie, but it's it's great. I don't have much more to say about it. but Okay, cool, next great question. Great question, we got something substantive. That was nice. Next question. Hi, guys. Uh, I was wondering if you could each tell your favorite story about one of the other two guys. Wow, that's a really good question. That's rough. Because it's like, what stories are public available? I mean, uh, I, have, I still have wonderful memories from Stuart's wedding, which was, a, which was just kind of like crazy, but also <laughs> sweet. I mean, you can tell more about the wedding than that, though. I mean, there was a lot of drinking. Yeah, yeah go on. Uh, it was in You Puer- weren't even that drunk. Puerto Re- no, that's how I could see how much You're missing all, like, the best stuff. All right, I'll tell the story. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, Stuart did a really uh, gross joke with his wife. Oh, I forgot about that, actually. <laughs> where he came out uh, uh, on the balcony after they got married, and they went back to their room for a while, and then Stuart came out and unfurled a uh, blanket or a, a, sheet. a sheet where they had put a red stain on it <laughs> as if he had taken her maidenhead. Uh, That's the rules of marriage, Dan. <laughs> Yeah, well, the thing I was trying, that's, now that you've said that, I can say that there was so much, there was a, it was all taking place at this one hotel, and everyone there, I think, was a guest of the, of the wedding, yes. pretty much. And so, there, at the bottom of the floor of the pool, there was, there's like a parrot design, and so much beer got poured into the pool, that by the and end, Jägermeister. And Jägermeister, that by the end of the wedding, you could not see the bottom of that pool. It was just this cloudy, thick, like, yeah. like liquor water. And everyone was wearing tuxpedos because Stuart said, you got to wear tuxpedos. And people took him seriously. I, I think I, I was actually the first one to order mine online. And you were the one, I think, who wore yours the longest. Yeah, I mean, once you get used to it, there's, no, you're, you're, <laughs> there's you don't, nothing more comfortable. You don't feel your body shame anymore. You don't. You really... The worst part of it, though, Dan, was when you were wearing the tuxedo with a long T-shirt over it, and so the, the T-shirt <laughs> a long went down brown T-shirt. The T-shirt went down past the speedo, so it just looked like you weren't wearing any pants at all, and that was somehow stranger and weirder, even though I'm I could see less. With that. And for some reason, the hotel also scheduled like a football viewing party at the bar above where we were at. And some people accidentally walked down to our festivities to see us cavorting around in tuxedo speedos and like took like, a quick look and we're like, whoa. It was a family with two young children and they're walking down and then they see like, They're like, oh, you, some kind of gay marriage, I guess. Either you or your best man Alex just run by in a tuxedo and they immediately <laughs> turned around and went back up the stairs. I mean, if they're going to learn about it on the streets or at a hotel. I mean, what do you want? That's true, yeah. Now I'm trying to think of whether there's any Elliot story, and I'm having a hard no, time. No, I live a very boring life. I mean, I I don't know how often we've talked about this, but before, when when I first met Elliot, he was doing <laughs> a late-night talk show uh, that was live. It was not recorded. It was on stage in a basement. It was on stage, and Elliot did not prepare for it at all. That was, he just would show up and rule. talk the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> for um, anywhere from an hour to two hours. Too, for too long, one might think, because it happened very late at night, and by the end of it, you were just like, I just want to go home. <laughs> you got pizza. It was called The Midnight Kalen. And tickets were three dollars. It was from midnight till question mark question mark. Whenever I ran out of words, and in the middle we took a break, and there was pizza that got brought in. Yeah, and about uh, about a th- about at the middle, you started wrapping the show up, and you would walk into your like n- n- your ramble room, the ramble, yeah. and you room. would you would mime opening the door and walking in, and you would kind of 
break down what you had already talked about that during that show. Like, but like getting a little more emotional. Like, yeah, a little more emotional. And yeah. then you would open up the door and walk into the Rambo room mm-hmm. and then do a Sylvester Stallone impression. He'd say basically the same thing over and again, but as if he was Sylvester Stallone. Doing the speech from the end of First Blood. With, well, I mean, it's a lot of it was like, I don't, like, I don't remember the exact things I talked about because so much of it was about like my dating life at the time, which now is a distant, hazy memory as a married man with a child. But it was like uh, a lot of like, uh, <laughs> uh, he's, you know, there's this harrowing speech where he's like, it's like, friend of mine, I want to get a shoe shine. And then this killer kid comes up to shine his shoe. The box blows up and he's got no feet now. And you come back, people are spitting at you, calling you baby killer. And then I would go, and then I'd go, grenade. And I'd mind throwing a grenade. <laughs> and it always ended me with saying, tell me, Sarge, we get to win this time, which is from the second Rambo movie. You know what? I thought of my Elliot story, which is also wedding-related, which is what we did for uh, the, oh, the, the, morning, the morning of Elliot's wedding. Oh, uh, all of his uh, best men and assorted uh, close friends went to uh, Piranha 3D <laughs> the morning of his wedding. And uh, we all enjoy that very much. We and were then... the only ones in the theater except for two of uh, this like, teen couple who had to put up with us like just talking about the movie as it was going on. <laughs> Uh, and on the way back, we stopped at uh, Popeye's, and Elliot got Popeye's chicken. Mm-hmm. It was and the best day ever. And then he got married. As for Dan's story, is oh boy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, there's got to be stuff. Come on. I mean, there's a lot of stories about me trying to give you assignments at work and you trying to get out of them. Uh-huh. Uh, stories about cats. Yeah, all right. No, I'll, I'll think of good stories as soon as we're... As Dan, soon as you're very going. aggressive when you sing karaoke. Thank you. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know that, Dan is a very strong karaoke singer. I come off as so boring all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's good stories about me. No, you live a bit... I think my favorite... Actually, my favorite thing you ever said to me was that... Uh, you see, you were t- well, I was talking about what a small town he grew up in because it was a tiny town. They had literally like one, one fire hydrant and like half a dog. Got, they, <laughs> there's two traffic lights in the town. <laughs> and when I, uh, yeah, and... I was like, that place is tiny. And he was like, you were in the middle of nowhere. You grew up in the middle of nowhere. And he's like, we were only a half hour away from Peoria. And like <laughs> Peoria being like, that is what Hollywood people refer to when they're talking about, like, the sticks. So, like, to him, that's the big city. That's how far removed he was. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it is literally the place where they're like, will Bland Entertainment play there? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I guess that's all. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll have, we'll, you know, next time we'll, say, we'll have some more Dan stories. Dan, do some crazy stuff so that we can talk about it next time. Mm-hmm. Hey, next question. <laughs> uh, it's about Castle Freak. Oh, okay. I'll uh, take this one. Now, uh, <laughs> if it was getting remade, who would you have star in it? And would the CGI, uh, would the junk ripping be CGI or practical? Okay, practical, obviously. That's the easy part. Uh, I wouldn't want somebody to actually rip off their ding-dong, uh, but, you know, we could <laughs> Wait, do... that's not what practical effects means? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't want, like, a snuff film. Um, All right. Let me see. Who would be a good Giorgio Elliot? 
Wait, to play Giorgio? Yeah, yeah, Giorgio, the castle freak. He's the star. I don't want to play the castle freak. No, gonna... I was saying, I was oh, throwing the question to you. Oh, okay. Oh, Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood, perfect. That'd be a perfect Giorgio. Like, what about like a... He's been doing a lot of creepo performances. Like yeah, a Tom been... Noonan. How about that? Tom Noonan is getting a little He's more romantic it. lead for me. <laughs> <laughs> and for the Jeffrey Combs part, who do you think is this generation's Jeffrey Combs, Dan? Jesus. Uh, Jesus is this generation. Jesus is Jeffrey Combs. He's going to come back. He's going to have a lot of very eccentric performances <laughs> in cult films, uh, and he's he's going to be beloved by a small group of people. So okay, for real though, who's who's? Who I don't. You, yeah, I. You I'll put just me on say the spot. it. I'll just say it. Young Jeff Goldblum. Wow. Go okay. back in time. Get Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Around the age, around like Earth Girls Are Easy era. Wow, that's like peak Goldblum. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> wait, wait, what do you think? Earth Girls Are Easy <laughs> is peak Goldblum. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I don't think that's that crazy to say. I mean, he's so handsome in that movie. He's the hunk in the movie. That's true. I, I thought you meant peak of his career. Yeah, no, not the peak of his career. Usually when people say peak, that's what they mean. I'm talking know. about the when physical peak. When you look peak. in the mirror at the end of your oh, life. Oh, the physical peak, though, I would say is in the fly when he's super buff. Yeah. Or when he's the fly. When or he's when, part or when he's part pulling fly. his own teeth out, yeah. <laughs> And his face is falling apart, and there's a fly face underneath. And I'm like, hello. <laughs> oh. I think we correctly answered all those questions. Yeah. So yeah. Any other questions? Anything? Or should we just make up stuff? Yeah, oh. there's someone in the back with his hand up. And the ca- and Elliot, the- vamp a little bit while the microphone goes out there. Blah, blah. <laughs> no, that joke was already made. You missed it. <laughs> you missed it. Happened in uh, Jordan Jesse Go. I wasn't there. Yeah. I was busy having, having a very abbreviated brunch with my friends in Chicago. What a city. You know? Not, not, a, not <laughs> an interesting story, Chicago. but a true one. <laughs> I mean, my, my question was going to be, you know, what did you do while Jordan Jesse Go was happening? So oh, wait, sorry. Can you ask it again? No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> have you guys seen Pass Through is what I was going to ask. Uh, the, the latest film from Neil Breen? Oh. It, uh, it came yeah. out oh. last So there's a question about uh, the latest movie from Neil Breen, the director mm. of Fateful Findings. Yes. Uh, yeah. A what? A current or former realtor turned uh, movie star? Creator? I believe he's still in the realty business. Okay. Yeah, he's and yet the top he... realtor in Las Vegas, or at least he was. I thought he was in Florida, Las Vegas. No, Vegas. Oh, well, anyway, he's got and... that Las Vegas charm and style, <laughs> yeah. Elliot. And he's since turned, and of course, he's turned into the greatest auteur since maybe Tommy ever. Wiseau. Yeah, I guess so. He's like Tommy Wiseau if Tommy Wiseau wasn't so eager to cash in on people making fun of him. Uh, which Tommy Wiseau is very eager to do. As I learned when I went to the Tommy Wiseau panel at San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, Dan, were you there with me at that? No. No, you no. didn't come out. That's right. Uh, but anyway, that's Tommy Wiseau. But uh, yeah, we haven't seen that one yet. But Neil Breen is... If anyone here hasn't seen, seen Fatal Findings, it's crazy. I haven't seen Pass Through. I think that maybe we'll do it for uh, Small Timber. I, we, we rarely... Small Vember. We rarely... <laughs> We rarely revisit uh, the same folks, I feel like, but I feel Except like Neil Breen. Gerard Butler and Catherine Heigl. Yeah, but they aren't the driving creative forces behind their uh, their projects. I mean, I guess there's a certain Catherine Heigl quality to most of the things she does. But It sounds like Small Vember's really filling up, because we got that, and I kind of want to watch that Frank, D'Ang- uh, Frank D'Angelo Canadian vampire movie, oh, Sicilian, Sicilian Vampire. vampire. Maybe, we, maybe it's Small Vember Returns. It's and Frank really D'Angelo, Vem- best of Small uh, if you don't know, is the No Deposit director, who is also an entrepreneur, an energy drink entrepreneur from Canada. He also owns the Forget About It Supper Club. Where, where he and his band perform Yeah, he regularly. sings, too. If you get the uh, 
DVD for no deposit. It comes along with a CD of his him singing standards. Um, <laughs> he's the Canadian Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. Sure, he does one thing, but he's really a guy who sings standards to audiences that are not that into what he's doing. <laughs> Take that, Seth MacFarlane. Take that, Seth MacFarlane. Wow, burning bridges today, guys. That's uh, okay. I don't know. No. So now, now I'll attack Todd McFarlane. I don't know if there are more questions. We can always just babble, too. Yeah. <laughs> you guys came here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, how's it going? Mad all of a sudden. Pretty good. Okay, excellent. Uh, I used to work uh, for a, like, repertory cinema that ran a lot of uh, prints on film. Cool. Uh-huh. And I was, like, an introduction to a lot of things I had never seen or heard of before because they weren't available on other formats. Is there a movie that you guys are really fond of that you have on some obsolete format that you're worried is never going to get upgraded to anything else? Hmm. I mean, all the all the recordings of that talk show that Stuart talked about are on mini DV cam tapes. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to transfer no, it's, those. It's coming back around, Elliot. <laughs> Any day now. Jeez, uh, there are. It's getting harder because there's a lot of movies available online now that aren't available in other ways, like Taking Off, which for a long time you could only get from like old bootleg VHS tapes. Runs on TV every now and then, and you can find it online and. I've, I have a collection of homemade uh, VHS tapes. Not homemade, but like I taped them. <laughs> you okay. soldered them Where together. Where you uh, took your favorite nude scenes from a bunch of movies and edited them together. That's what you're talking mm-hmm. about, right? Dan's projecting again, guys. <laughs> so uh, so I, and, and one of those was uh, Blood Diner, a movie that I was at a comic book store, noticed the uh, guy working behind the register had a Blood Diner t-shirt. I was like, awesome t-shirt. He's like, I have the DVD. And I'm like, I gotta buy that now. Thanks for the upsell. But then like two weeks later, the Blu-ray came out and then they did a a showing at the Alamo Draft House. So I I guess like I'd been holding onto this VHS tape for so long and now it's like, like, I can let it go. I can can give it a Viking funeral. The... (laughs) Although I still I still have my VHS tape of the Granny because that hasn't been upgraded to anything for some stupid reason, so I don't know. Is Meet the Feebles on DVD yet? Yeah. It is. All right. I think that was like. Is the it most, on Blu-ray yet? That was the most like. <laughs> what about Martin VHS <laughs> Is that on DVD? Now <laughs> we ask you okay. questions. Yeah. This is the part of the. Let me go through the movies I own on VH on old VHS tapes. Tell me if they're available on DVD. But even they're, like, there are movies like uh, Shh, The Octopus, which is a crazy movie from the 30s that has one of the best makeup effects of any old movie. And, it's, and that was now suddenly that's streaming very easily online. Like All this old stuff is, is now cloud available. So I guess just thank a cloud. Just go out today, unless it's a cloud that a guy who's throwing like spike ball Koopas is sitting in, in which case you stay <laughs> away from Christ. that. Wow. Is that not the first thing you think of when you think of no, clouds? No. His name is, uh, I believe, Lakitu. I believe that's... I'm probably mispronouncing it because it's a Japanese Oh, Lakitu. Word, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lakitu, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, you pronounced it the way that, like, Bugs Bunny or Daffy Duck would. <laughs> Lakitu. I, I just got the, uh, the little Nintendo Mini thing, and I've been <laughs> playing a lot of Super Mario 3, and it's surprising to me, like, and you wonder why we have no exciting stories about you. <laughs> it's surprising to me how many like names of villains and stuff I still remember from like when you're a kid, you like page through the <laughs> instruction book and like for, for some reason I need to know what all of these villains are that I'm gonna be jumping on. In case on. I meet them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. it's it's the names that you, you shout uh, while you're battling them. 
<laughs> That's right. I'm like, damn you, Koopa Paratroopa. <laughs> what are the bullet guys called? Bullet Bills. Bullet Bill, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, what are the... Shy guy? Uh, but what about the... <laughs> Ask me about Karubo's shoe. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? That's a little shoe that you get in one level that you can like bounce along on oh, top of the yeah. little mini uh, uh, piranha What's plants. the name of the guy in Super Mario Brothers 2 who spits out the big eggs and it's a girl? Oh. But actually, the Japanese like backstory was that Bobo he's a guy who like thinks that? he's a girl. Birdo. Birdo. Right. Oh well, that's not that exciting. All I'm right. like, what's this? What's this really obscure guy's name? He's a bird. Birdo. What's What's about this guy? Lizardy. Oh, okay. That's. Well, that ate up some time. <laughs> <laughs> any? Are there any other Another questions? question. Another question. There's one a over gentleman here. here first, and oh. the woman back there next. Um, have you ever started watching a movie for the podcast and had to pull the plug because it was just too punishing? And if not, like, when did you come the closest to giving up on a movie? Have you been watching for the podcast? We, ha- we haven't. As We've had as technical problems. That's the, we, we lost all of, um, what was it? Babylon AD. Well, we, ba- we lost the recording, but we watched the whole stupid movie. And then half of Beastly was messed up because that pirate radio station started playing over it. The reggaeton episode? Yeah. <laughs> yeah the famous yeah. reggaeton episode. Um, I we, mean, there's been movies where I have just laid down on the floor face first, waiting for somebody to kill me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like what? Like God's Not Dead. Uh, the Oogie Loves movie. Yeah. There was a, here's a spoiler alert for the next episode, is we watched a certain sequel that came out this past year that was very bad. It's called Zoolander 2. And <laughs> wow, there you was really a point, disguised it. There was a, it, uh, it, it rhymes with Rulander. <laughs> and there was a point during it where, <laughs> I think we talked about this on the podcast, there's a point during it where I was just like, oh, enough. <laughs> like, it really, it felt like I had reached my limit. But we pushed through and we watched that whole movie in the credits. So. Elliot had never seen a Zoolander movie before. Yeah, I was a, zoo- a Zoolander movie. I was a Zoolander virgin <laughs> of the many Zoolanders. And we were watching it, and just part of the core concept of these actors wearing stupid outfits. Uh, so one of them showed up in yet another stupid outfit, and Elliot's like, ugh, get on with it. <laughs> like, but that's the basics of the movie we're watching. It's like watching Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and being like, ugh, enough with the flying around. <laughs> I want to see someone study for a bureaucrat exam. <laughs> yeah. Show me some other stuff from China. Anyway. Uh... Yeah, we haven't, we haven't ever given up. And we We're never doing, will. We do it all for you. As long as you people are behind us, we'll you, never Damien. give up. No, Dan, that's what they said. That's what she said before she kills herself. Well, spoiler. I had the biggest disappointment recently. I did a presentation before a, a, a thing we did about bad presidents in movies. And I was so excited to talk about Omen 3, which I've seen, where Damien becomes president. And then I'm reading the synopsis. It's like, oh, he doesn't actually become president in this. He's the ambassador to Great Britain, but the poster of it is him in front of the presidential seal. So it's like the, the poster was stronger in my memory than the actual movie. Has that ever happened to you guys? Uh, I mean, there's all sorts of like VHS art that I would stare at at the video store that when I was a kid. That was like fascinating to me, either whether it be a horror movie or like some sex film. That... <laughs> what? It's true. Or like, a combination of the two, like the Invisible Maniac. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. All right. Never mind then. Uh, what was the, there was another question, I believe. Speaking of... Wait, can you hear this? Uh, we're having trouble hearing you. Someone in the back? I'm just disembodied. <laughs> I okay. can hear it's, go- it's the ghost of the Thalia. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of Blood Diner, 
Stuart, is that the movie where someone talks about shitar and a woman's head gets decapitated and put into a deep fryer? It is. Uh, yes! <laughs> you're totally right. And uh, I, I believe the woman's head gets stuffed in a deep fryer, and when they pull it out, it's turned into a giant ball of falafel. Yeah, and it gets yes. knocked from the shoulders. It's been breaded somehow. <laughs> Even though you don't see any part where they're, I don't know, dipping her head in egg and then rolling it around in flour. <laughs> see, guys, Dan worked at one of the two restaurants in his hometown. <laughs> what well, right. restaurant was that, Dan? Uh, Pizza Hut. <laughs> so and we're using the restaurant term. What was the other restaurant in town? Uh, when, well, when I, at first when I was growing up, the only other restaurant was Dairy Queen. So this is, this is what I'm talking about, about a small town. <laughs> this was, Dairy Queen had to fall into the restaurant territory. <laughs> What, what what category would you normally put it like? Like an ice creamery or <laughs> arts uh, and entertainment? Yeah, it's re- novelties. Yeah, it's <laughs> novelty center. Yeah, it's like there was a, there's a town in uh, Scotland that I was in once. We were in the bus station, and I was on my way to see Dune Castle, where they shot most of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. It's amazing. If you're ever in Scotland, go to Dune, tiny town. Don't go on a Tuesday as I did because all the restaurants are closed because it's Tuesday. Um, but in the town, in the slightly larger town that we were taking the bus through, in the bus stop, there was a map of the town that said, local restaurants recommended. And there was like a regular pub, a seafood restaurant, and then a McDonald's was number three. That was the third best restaurant in town. So I guess what I'm saying is I'm an asshole from New York. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyone else? Yeah. There's, a, there's a person in the front, and then there's people in the back with the microphone. We'll get to you. You've been raising your hand a lot. And I thank you for your hand-raising service. Uh, hi, guys. So recently you watched uh, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Horrible Movie. Yep. And yep. so there's Accurate. like, I have a, I'm a lifelong nerd, so I was really excited. Like, all this and you're stuff. here? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Crazy. And then, you know, so I was really excited, let's say five years ago. I'm like, oh, all this stuff I like is now part of pop culture. But on the one side, you have this big monolithic, like Marvel movies that are successful and entertaining, but also kind of boring and all the same. And then on the other side, like these DC movies, which are horrible and they're forcing it. So I'm wondering, what are movies you guys think would actually be good? And like chances people could take that would be interesting instead of like, you know, Disney. From like From of those stuff? properties or just nerd stuff? Mostly superhero stuff, but you know, nerd properties would be fine. I think that fits the audience. I'm still holding out hope from, for a Nexus movie someday. I don't know if you guys know the comic book Nexus. It's a great series. Mike Barron and Steve Rude. He's a superhero in space. Uh, who He has terrible dreams, horrible nightmares about mass murderers. And the only way he can stop the nightmares is by executing that mass murderer. But what are the moral quandaries involved in that? That's essentially what the series is about. And the refugees from all these horrible dictators he kills try to start their own planet. And a lot of it is just about the politics of that planet. It's a great series. That sounds like a great movie. Yeah, or it could be, an eight, could be a TV show. Okay. I don't own the property, but any, any executives in the audience, pay me some money, and I guess I'll talk to the people who made Nexus and see if they're interested. Maybe, uh, I don't know, like an actually good Howard the Duck movie would be fun. Like one that's... Uh, Name one bad thing about the Howard the Duck movie. Uh, you're right. It's uh, an impeccable piece of craftsmanship. <laughs> it does have the most disturbing duck breasts you've ever... Uh... Now, this Wait implies that we've seen many duck breasts, and that some of them were not that bad. <laughs> Uh, I've been on corners of the internet, Elliot, that you wouldn't believe. Uh, no, I think that, I mean, it would be very hard. It, like, Steve Gerber was a very specific guy, and it came out at a very specific time, but mm-hmm. it would be interesting to see them try something that was actually a little clever rather than what we got. 
Yeah, I mean, you see, uh, I mean, there's there's been attempts to take uh, things like the DC Vertigo properties uh, to various degrees of success, whether or not you consider Watchmen a success uh, or what the Preacher TV show, which I haven't seen yet. Or like, the Hell, okay. or like the Hellblazer TV show. Or the Hellblazer TV show, or the Constantine movie, etc. Or Constantine the Emperor. <laughs> A go, smattering go of laughter <laughs> is what that's called. I'll take it. Um, but I, I, when I, I write it up in my blog later, I'm going to say thunderous. I don't know. Like, there's just I think there's just so much money wrapped up in it that it's 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 rare for one of those properties to actually become like interesting. They're made by committees at this point. Well, like for instance, they're trying to integrate Jack Kirby's Fourth World New God stuff into the Superman Batman movies. It seems like, and that is such a a like individual idiosyncratic view of the universe as filtered through like space gods in superhero costumes that punch each other while yelling their, their philosophies at each other in the biggest word balloons possible. And they're great books, but it's hard to like you were saying about Steve Gerber and Howard the Duck. It, when there's that kind of money involved, it's hard to get. It's hard to create a an individual vision, you know. And sometimes if you do, you end up with like the Phantom Menace, which is not the best way to spend some money. <laughs> Or like, uh, well, I'm was... taking a hard stance on Phantom Menace. I know this is unpopular, but I think it's not that good. When I think we were watching The Last Airbender, and I was like, they could have fed so many homeless animals with the money they spent to make this movie. <laughs> There's a guy over there. So uh, everyone's favorite part of the podcast is clearly the recommendation section. <laughs> I think uh, it's it's I've I can, when we're recording it, I can hear people least, hitting the 15 second skip. It's button. at least the top three favorite parts of the podcast. <laughs> well, all right, so. Uh, someone asked this question, runs the Flophouse Recommend site. Uh, and I would like to ask you, has a host recommended a movie that you haven't seen that you then watched and really loved? Or, alternatively, totally hated? Oh, I feel like that happens a fair amount for me. I'll take your guys' recommendations and I'll like them most of the time. Yeah, I mean, I, I had never seen Taking a Pelham 123 until Elliot recommended it. Because I... I'm uh, not very well-cultured. I mean, I don't know. It's not like it's, it's not like you're not going to teach it to you in the classics course <laughs> sure. while your teacher's reading you a first edition of the Iliad, you know. But, uh, uh, or like, um, I think you recommended Hell or High Water before I watched it. Yeah. And I was like, this is really good. They should nominate this for Best Picture. And they took my advice. Mm-hmm. I'm, I was like kind of quickly trying to go to the Flophouse Recommends page, but I think it's going to take too long to like. Yeah, sorry, I'm not willing to pay money for the site, so it loads really slowly. Yeah, <laughs> just to, yeah, just to point out, Ian over here uh, ma- runs that site. He runs a uh, the site that collects all yeah. of our recommendations, which is very useful for us. Yeah, it's extremely. Useful. I use it all the time to check if I've recommend some, recommended something before, and sometimes even if I have, I just recommend it again. But I approve of. But that. it's Maybe like it's I'll be like for me. I'll be like this year for Shocktober, I'm going to recommend Persona because it's super scary, but it's not really a horror movie. And then I look at the site, and I'm like, well, I've done that three times now. <laughs> Yeah, no, that is that is the most fun part of the, the site is to scroll through and be like, okay, well, I have no memory of anything. <laughs> I just keep doing the same stuff over and over again. And it's not even as a joke, like Stuart does it. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah I've, I've definitely taken your guys' recommendations, and it's enriched my life, just like your friendship has. But I... <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't think I've watched anything on a But you can't think of any goddamn good stories about me. I was talking to Stuart. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, just kidding. Hey, just kidding. Nothing you can say to me will be as mean as John Hodgman. So. <laughs> he was being very mean to you. Yeah, but that's what he does. 
John Hodgson once stole something from me as a joke. Did I get it back? No. <laughs> That's just theft. <laughs> I can't go into a bank and be like, give me some money. Ha, we're friends. And then never bring and then just leave. I'm starting to think he's not going to pay me back for that whiskey I bought. <laughs> but you make him do that, yeah. Okay. He did, uh, give, he did give me a remote-controlled BB-8 toy the other day, though, so that was Oh, wow, good. that's really nice. Yeah, and my son loves it. And my son has memorized all the phrases that the talking wristband it comes with says, like, aim your droid. <laughs> or, or choose your, what is it? Uh, choose your command or something like that. Classic lines from the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and they're said in this fake Obi-Wan Kenobi voice, because I don't think they got Sir Alec Guinness into the booth. Yeah, the, <laughs> the ghost of Sir Alec Guinness. I mean, they've been doing some crazy shit with ghosts lately over there. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know when we're supposed to end this thing. Uh, well, are there any other questions or any? But it looks. <laughs> what? Can you read a letter song? Oh, I don't. Re- I don't read them. Read a letter. Read them. That implies there's I, some kind of forethought that goes into it. It's a misunderstanding literally... of Elliot's process. Here's how a letter song comes about. I'll just explain briefly the creative process. I see that Dan is about to open his mouth to say something. And I know there's just a very short window of time, like Indy sliding under the door in Temple of Doom, and then he reaches through to get his hat again. I have just enough time to reach through that space and pull out a song before the door slams shut and Dan starts talking. So I just start with a sound. Sometimes it's not even a word. And that, usually it's letters. Uh, and then I just kind of see, see where things take me. And at a certain point, it's like I'm like an oracle. Uh, like if you've ever seen the movie 300 uh, where I'm just opening myself up to the divine of the universe and it's flowing through me and God is saying irritate Dan stop him from talking and you're, and you're dead to all other senses you can't sense oh, us yeah. complaining or no none of my eyes room. cloud over and all I can hear in my ears is the most beautiful sounds <laughs> which is me singing that song I will say I'm impressed by like your ability to like have internal rhymes in your song it's not just like at the end of each line it's like you've got like you got extra. I mean, it's almost like a freeform rap. Sometimes there's really two things <laughs> I'll say about that. One, uh, it's a sign of schizophrenia, just kind of like obsession with rhyming words. Two, I used to be much better at it than I am now. If you listen to the letter songs now, I am not as good at that, and I think it's because I'm tired all the time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I realized that recently I had to write a, a two-line rap about Rutherford B. Hayes in the style of Lin-Manuel Miranda, and I was like oh, this is way easy. I just shove in as many rhymes as I can, and then it sounds like Hamilton. You just put a bunch of rhyming words in, and that's all you got to do. And that's why you were up for an EGOT this year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm up for an EGOT. <laughs> yeah, that's a great review of Hamilton you just gave. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a bunch of rhymes. <laughs> if you like a bunch of rhymes to shoved against each other, then run, don't walk to Hamilton. <laughs> Buy a ticket now for three years from now. <laughs> See that on the poster? That's the pull quote. Just a bunch of rhymes. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're trying to lower business. They're like, we got to end the run of this show. Let's put yeah. the pull quotes that make it sound not that good. So maybe I'll sing a song at our Superman show later. How about that? There's plenty oh. of time to fill. It's going to be lots of time. I'm sure there's going to be a fight scene that we're going to have to fill some time in. And if a credit, credit sequence that goes on forever. For a long time. If I learned anything while working on Mystery Science Theater 3000, it's that fight scenes are real fun to watch when you don't have to make jokes about them, and they are a real trial when you've got to make jokes about them. Uh, I think we're pushing our time. We had one more question, Is I there, guess. Do we have one more? Okay. Uh, just real quickly. Hi, first of all. Hey. Hello. Um, hey, what's up? Howdy. Thanks for saying hi. <laughs> all um, the rest of you are just like, let's jump into the questions. And, uh, 
I, I just there was some talk a while back about uh, porting uh, the Flophouse to other formats, and yeah, I like was, Neo Geo. Yeah, 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 Neo Geo, Turbo Graphics 16. Oh yeah, yeah. Bonk is going to be on. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I was wondering where where does that stand? Uh, is there some, or have you guys kind of found that like you know the dynamic works best in a podcast format, or well, where is that? A couple things we can talk about. The thing that is probably not going to happen is that we've recorded uh, a shorter version of the show. Like, a, you know, we usually go on for too God, long, a fuckload of time. <laughs> uh, but we've done a 20-minute version that we're going to get animated as sort of a proof of concept to try and pitch it to some sort of streaming place or TV. Or and if it doesn't work, we'll just put it up. We'll just if it doesn't it, work, yeah. you guys will get to see it somehow. Uh, and if it does work, I, ironically, you'll never see it. If, so that's... if it does work, I will be shocked. <laughs> but but I really want to try. I wanna... That's the attitude, yeah. yeah. Let's go into the pitch like that. Um... We're all going to be like, if you guys like this, it's going to blow my mind. <laughs> Here's the... You're going to hate this one. Uh, but the thing that definitely is happening is uh, we're putting together a comic. Yeah. Uh, uh, so it's... The idea is it's an anthology series um, where we're doing stuff in the in we all have the same genre that we're doing stories in, and we're release we're not releasing our three stories all together actually although eventually hopefully they'll be collected together. Uh, it's mine I think and then Stewart's and then Elliot's yeah or, and it's, it's going to be online only. It's going to be online only. We're going to uh, sell it for like I think a dollar. And the profits let's go to the ACLU. Let's not name a price point yeah, at the moment. Uh, because we reserve the right to change that. But, but all right, I feel like that was what our all editor our talked about. All our profits are going to go to the ACLU. Yeah, we don't yeah. see a cent of that uh, money, so we don't... Uh... The American Castle Freak Liberties. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Did you know every day a ding-dong is ripped off? <laughs> but I'm excited so about it. Like the first, the first one's almost done. We've seen colored inked pages for mine, and it, it looks, looks great. great. And there's going to be big it, names, and it's it. a lot like a like a like a Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, mine is mine is deliberately a pastiche of Tales from the Crypt. You guys is, are a little different. Well, mine it, well it's the first so the first genre is horror shocker, um, and yeah, Dan's is more of a Tales from the Crypt. Stewart's is more of a Stewart type story, <laughs> and mine is <laughs> ironically it's fantasy. Well, not ironically, mine is I think the hardest of all of them in terms of what. Of the actual horror elements, but yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah, so you can look forward to those things, I guess. Yeah, uh, and that should probably be it. Um, thank you for coming and standing, oh, yeah. standing, yeah, standing up standing in a very up hot, in a crowded room. room. Thank you, to a you. crowded room. Uh, I know we're doing a we're doing a meet and greet later as well. If anyone's around, and at, we'll be part of the that's at seven. The meet and greet is at seven. And before that, we're doing a battle royale at six o'clock. What is that? I don't know. A bunch of people on stage. A bunch of people on stage. And then there's our main show at ten o'clock. Hope you guys can stay up past your bedtimes. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you guys aren't just sick of everything by that time <laughs> that runs, runs around. So there's going to be a lot of people who who go who stumble into that and just want to sit back and watch Superman four and don't want to deal with our <laughs> bullshit. Anyway, we should we should go. Okay. So okay. thank you. Thank you guys. Thanks very much. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.